Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go to Their 30 Rock Podcast, the weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, like you get the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurg that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 109, season 6, episodes 6 and 7, entitled, Hey Baby, What's Wrong? Originally airing February 9th, 2012. David, if you would please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. It's Valentine's Day, and against her better judgment, Liz Lemon decides she's going to do what Chris wants and have a romantic dinner. But to do that, because all the restaurants are already booked up, they need to go to get a... They need to go to Ikea. <laughs> they need to go to an Ikea. They need to go get an Ikea. <laughs> they have to go to Ikea and get a dining room table to eat on. Meanwhile, Avery's mother is in town, and even though she's a little hesitant to get to what she really wants to discuss, because we know how the Jessops hate contra- or how the Jessops hate conflict, she wants to talk to Jack to figure out how to get Avery home. On America's Kids Got Singing, it's time for the finale, and Jenna's performing live. But after developing a case of the yips, she needs Pete to reach back to his old Olympic career to give her the confidence she needs to perform well. Like, she just needs a shot in the arm, one would say. She just might need a shot in the arm, one no, would say. I wasn't giving you notes. This is a busy one. Yeah, well, because it's... Two more it's yeah, yeah. yeah. In the writer's room, Lutz desperately wants a date for Valentine's Day, so he gets some advice from Tracy and Frank to hang out at places where women have low self-esteem and are feeling down so he can pick them up. Finally, it's Hazel's first official day on the TGS page crew, and she finds that she really admires the head writer of TGS. Man, that's a busy, <laughs> busy, busy, busy plot. Was that five plots going simultaneously? Yes. Jeez. I mean, obviously this is this is an hour-long episode, so... Uh, there's more time to fit it in, but man, there's a lot going on here. But I still think, um, I still think this flows a little bit better than the last uh, hour-long episode, the hundredth episode, because I feel I, I still feel like that felt like two different yeah. episodes sort of put together loosely, or this feels like a more cohesive coherence. Yeah. Well, that one, the one hundredth episode, also had a clear middle break. Like yeah. after twenty minutes, it did like a quick credits to be continued thing. Whereas this, there were, I mean, it basically completely aired as if it was a one hour episode there wasn't any cliffhanger or anything in the middle to really break it up up. i'm curious they must have had in post-production they must have set that up though so when it's airing in syndication it airs as two different episodes but the the episode we were watching is just one long episode there were no credits after the first half or anything it's just one one storyline so anyway uh i I have the Ikea memory, like the Ikea story memory. Memory? Memory. No, I I recall the Ikea storyline. And some of the Tracy, Lutz, and Frank storyline, but everything else here was almost new to me again because, I don't know. I didn't remember any of it. Uh, like it's still enjoyable and I do like the, I wish we'd kind of got more of the Ikea stuff because I feel like there could have been more more comedy in that in that uh, little um, storyline, but we didn't really get that much of it. But I feel like they just hit it really hard. At it. Like every scene they were in, they were just really hitting it. Like they're horny and they want to fuck each other, but they can't. Like they were, there was no subtlety to it. That it was just like, okay, we got it. Um, and then like the thing that annoys me about the Jenna stuff is why now. 
like she gives a she gives a reason is like well because this is prime time but she's literally been performing for all of her life like this is the one thing that like gives her well yeah but a hiccup like it's just like i don't know I but it's the biggest it. platform she's ever had and i mean i don't know like i guess like based off most of what we've seen like the way her characters it would thrive on having that much more attention but i i mean i, I don't know i guess you could take it as like she's but she's definitely never had that many people because we're assuming this is like an america's got talent or whatever size hit like it's by far the biggest audience that's yeah. ever watched her at once so. I mean, I guess I just it still feels like even more than that Connecticut saw movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh I wonder how that did. We never learned about that anymore. I don't know. It just it just felt like a really weird way to have her start having like a weird uh, stage fright issue, just because it's like we've seen her be so successful before that it's like mm. I didn't feel like it was earned um, necessarily. But I don't know. What are your thoughts on the episode? Overall, I thought it was pretty good. I liked the whole, like, Ikea is a place where, like, relationships go to experience turmoil. That was a funny plotline. Um, I wasn't so into the the Jack and uh, Diana stuff. Um, just be- I mean, I don't know, like, the, the concept of her coming to town, but the, the to the point where they go to the UN to, like, talk to the Transylvanian delegate or whatever was good, but, like, when it, the, the second half of the episode, when it gets into, like, their sexual tension, it just kind of, like, yeah. I mean, it was sort of predictable and not executed in, like, a, in a way that did anything new, really, for that kind no, of storyline, really, I wouldn't say. It wasn't, like, 30 Rock comedy. Like, yeah. it, it just felt like a sitcom comedy, not, like, a 30 Rock sitcom. I yeah. Know. I didn't, I, I, I don't know, I didn't mind the Jenna storyline, um and i mean they you know they kind of even said they they gave pete a part of it too by setting up something about his history and then it came to fruition how the situation was resolved so i mean in terms of like from a plot perspective like i think they they put it together in a in a cohesive way that like worked well um yeah i don't know plus like the the, i mean i I guess also like she says early episode but it's like her whole storyline on the talent show is that she's the mean judge so it's like it's extra pressure for why she can't suck because if she's bad after criticizing kids for like being terrible and then like in front of a large audience so it's like you know what i mean like i guess she probably hasn't been in a situation where she, i don't know you know she's criticized just i don't know from from like the narrative perspective like she she has to be good i guess anyway yeah um, no i get it but i just feel like I don't know, it just seems such a weak setup to why she can't that it's just like, I don't buy it. Because, I mean, I feel like, yeah, she hasn't been on prime time necessarily having to sing in front of the audience, but... Well, she has on TGS, just not in front of that big of Yeah, audience. but that's not prime time. That's yes, late night. No, TGS is late night. Isn't prime time like 8 to 11? I just assumed it was like... Oh, I thought the... it was 8 to 10. Oh. No, I think prime time is 8 to 11. I mean, maybe it airs after that, but I assumed I mean, it was so like... S- but SNL doesn't anyway. air in prime time. No, no, no. no. So... Right, but this little... isn't SNL. This is TGS. And but it's boom fan. It goes. SNL. It's a Friday night show that doesn't get that doesn't have great ratings. Yeah, I don't know. It's fine, um, but I don't know. It just seems a little hacky that for her to suddenly get the yips in the situation. But anyway, it's it's not a big deal. But also, like they really rushed to give Hazel an identity in this episode. Again, brings her right in. Like nothing last week set up that she was going to jump to TGS to be part of their page like system. She's suddenly part of the patriotism, and then her identity by the end is I'm just going to stalk Liz. Like it, just, like it, 
it seems like it's setting up that she doesn't want to be there at all because like all this bad stuff just keeps happening to her doesn't really seem to phase her at all and then she has a small run-in with liz who did they not have any interaction last episode i guess not i don't think so and then suddenly she just wants to stalk liz and become the new liz so it's just like all right uh they they're pushing you see how wonderful her life is yeah i guess on the outside it looks great uh but also i was in doing some research people did not like the hazel character like fans did not like her they thought she was super annoying and obnoxious and did not like episodes centered on hazel so we'll see how we i loved her i think she's a great character and i I mean but i'm also a little partial impartial because i like Kristen shaw but kirsten shaw did i get it right that's Kristen shaw god i got it right the first time uh kirsten dunce kristen shaw and wig christian wig yeah kristen wig anyway but yeah, we'll just have to see if uh, our attitudes change on, or maybe you haven't developed one on Hazel yet. But anyway, any other thoughts before we hop in? Let's hop in. All right, so we're gonna have a little bit of a, cold, a longer cold open, so we'll have to break it up. But the first uh, scene is gonna be setting up Liz and Chris's trip to IKEA. <laughs> There's someone in the apartment. Someone who thinks you're special in every single way. I wrote this song to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. And the chorus goes here. Yeah, this is where the chorus goes. I didn't have time to write it, but the chorus goes here. This is the chorus! Chris, Chris, it's okay. I really don't care about Valentine's. But you're a lady, right? Why haven't I seen pictures of you as a baby? You know what I like to celebrate on February 14th? The 1920 founding of the League of Women Voters in Chicago, Illinois. Interesting fact, they were supposed to meet on the 13th, but they all got lost. So but Valentine's Day is fun, Liz. I wrote you a song. I found you an awesome clip on YouTube. Good morning, everybody. I'm hanging out with my friend John. Fox 5 Morning News starts. Look over there. And it starts right now. <laughs> oh, boy. And that's just the beginning. <laughs> All right, Cross. All right. What else do you have planned? I don't know. How about dinner at someplace amazing? You're kidding, right? It's New York on Valentine's. You need a reservation. All right, so I'll make one. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's too late. Happy League of Women Voters Day. Oh, I got a better idea. I will make you dinner at home. Mashed potatoes in a martini glass. We'll open some of that wine we didn't get the super for Christmas because you decided it would come off as racist. Oh, I'm glad we gave him those GED books instead. We're going to use real silverware. We're going to light some candles. We'll play the soundtrack to Major League. You're making fun of me, but that love song is awesome. All in the comfort of our own living room. Chris, you need to know what you're up against here. I am 0 for 40 on Valentine's Day. I will waste you! You'll have to go through this old bastard first! (gasps) Bon Jovi. No, 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 no. Liz, you know, my mom did just die. Will you be my Valentine? I just realized I'm gay. If this is gonna be unterrible for the first time ever, I'm not eating off a coffee table. Well, you know, for thousands of years, Japanese diners have used traditional tatami mats. Oh, okay, no, 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 we'll get a real table. But we're gonna need one by tonight. That leaves us only one option. We, as a couple, are going to Ikea. 
lots to unpack there. So the viral video, I guess, that he was showing, I, I mean, it's still viral to this day, but it's the guy with the water. I'm sure there's a more better term for it, but like that water jet pack that he's trying to show off and just face plants into the water. He did. He got the yips. Maybe he got the yips. He just couldn't perform under pressure. Um, but uh, there's a fun visual joke when Liz wakes up. She has her hand inside of a Pringles can, so she must sleep eat, or she fell asleep eating. I don't know. Make up your own uh, canon, I guess. Well, we've seen her sleep eating or before in, in the paranormal uh, activity parody. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I, I would believe either i could i would i mean it would definitely be in character to go to bed eating pringles and then just leave instead of getting up just like leaving it on your arm to sleep with or who either way yeah yeah either one fits the character perfectly um there's another liz lemon is racist bit and that she didn't give the super wine but she gave him ged books because she just assumed he probably hasn't graduated high school not a great look liz and she's sexist against women well, they did get lost. Is that a sexism <laughs> if they got lost? I don't know. Um, they really like using it. This is like the second time in a short while they use that uh, clip of them and uh, Matt Damon. Oh, that's right. And I feel like they use that a lot. And I mean, like it's it was funny, but I don't know like to use it that much. They go to that well that many times so soon. It costs like, a lot of money, so they wanted to get their money's worth yeah, out I of it. Yeah, I guess. But was, did we know that that was on Valentine's? I thought it was just like a random trip for the I, getaway. I, I don't remember they. I don't remember seen. it either, but it could have been maybe it was, if maybe it was briefly mentioned in the episode, and yeah, we missed maybe. it, or maybe they just retroactively just said that it was so they could use the clip. Well, I think that episode was Double Edged Sword. I think that's when that one was, and that aired around uh, that aired February tenth of twenty eleven. So that would have been the Valentine's Day. But I just I don't remember. I remember them saying we were going to go go away because they were going to Cape Hatteras. They were going somewhere on the coast. Um, I don't remember them saying it was for Valentine's Day. But yeah, every other clip they've shown was a Valentine's Day uh, reference. So I I'd forgotten about the Doctor Drew Baird and um, that they got together on Valentine's or that they had their first date on Valentine's. Yeah. That was the whole plot for the episode. They were having a first date on Valentine's Day. And then they had that. Is there a term for it when like, because uh, what's, what's the thing is like when you're, gets super, someone like six, like in a waspy family, like a 16 year old gets pregnant, but then they just say that they like your sister, not your mother or something like that. I was just listening to a podcast and they were talking about it and they used a, a term for it but it's like in order to protect the family's integrity right. they lie and say that it's yeah. her sister instead of her right. but it's actually her mom kind of thing but I didn't realize there was I mean there may be but I don't know I don't know my memory's shit so I don't remember what and that was just a couple hours ago so that's not wow. good <laughs> anyway uh, back at 30 Rock uh, Liz bumps into Jack who's been golfing to suppress other urges Were you playing golf? It's freezing out. Yes, I was. In Avery's absence, I have extra time each day to, uh, how do I put this, uh, release some energy. Are we talking about something gross? My animus has become bent up. Why don't you just come out and say you haven't had mommy, daddy, sheep monster times? I'm not about to cheat on the woman I love, and I've never mommy, daddy, sheep monstered myself. Never? Not even during the love boat reunion? Anyway, sorry you're alone. I certainly know what it's like to have a crummy Valentine's Day. We're not going to Chili's until I hit one. 
Go tell the guy the machine's not fast enough. I would kill to get hit in the crotch by a baseball today. Not only is my wife 12,000 miles away, my mother-in-law has decided to visit. Oh, no. I've never had a mother-in-law, but I have seen Everybody Loves Raymond. Deborah, where's the figurine I gave you? Raymond, I gave Deborah a figurine. Mom! The Jessops are very white and very proper. The first Jessop moved to this country in 1760 to avoid an embarrassing regifting incident. But, my lord, I gave you these dueling pistols last Yuletide. Yes, of course. Now, if you'll excuse me. It's been difficult to get Diana to acknowledge the reality of what's happened to her daughter. What is she, an Egyptian crocodile? Because she is in denial. I've had two coffees. Anyway, you'll be happy to hear that I am getting Valentine's a second chance this year. Oh, and here we are on six. What a shame. Felt like we were just getting started. It's interesting because the character that the Diana character played by Mary Steenburgen here is the way the family's described here as being like super white and like doesn't like to talk about things and proper and whatever like honestly could like describe the character that she was just in Happiest Season mm -hmm. the boo, boo film but it's interesting because she plays it in a completely different way like yeah. superficially like those characteristics could easily describe both characters but it's like whereas the one happy season is more of a i don't know like very much about like type a keep up appearances go go this character i mean is it's still type a but it's like i don't know more aggressive about yeah, it. yeah yeah it's a, it's a different kind so it's interesting the the happiest season is a little bit more subservient like she's still aggressive yeah. like she like we have to get the family photo we have to make sure your father we we're all at the same party but at the same time she's still like second place to whatever the dad wants whereas this it's like maybe it's because her husband's passed away that she had to take charge and have to be like that but yeah you're you're absolutely right it's the same personality but played completely different by the exact same person it's kind of a fun acting acting <laughs> range i just it just i don't know i mean we said it off off mic but i just it blows my mind that jack never masturbated like that just seems like such a weird thing well he says he didn't well he says he's never done it himself so he's probably had it done to him but it's just i mean if you're not doing it yourself it's not masturbating well, yeah, it's just mutual, a hand job mutual masturbation i guess called. yeah i guess but i mean right i don't know thank you for proving my point which is jack should have masturbated already <laughs> Anyway, back at thirty. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> back at Thirty Rock, pay, uh, Kenneth is given Hazel the the tour of the TGS stage. Hazel, most people think of Valentine's Day as a celebration of the burning of a Catholic loudmouth, but it's also about love. An escort price is going way up. Okay, so how appropriate that on Valentine's, I introduce you to the new love of your life, this job and everyone here. This is kind of the nerve center of TGS, the page desk. I've had a desk before. I managed a haunted house upstate. But as you know, the haunted house industry is a real boys club. Sure, it's hard changing careers at my age. Well, I wouldn't know anything about being too old for something. Well, here I am in New York, living at a 24-hour fitness, just ready to be inspired. Hazel, right? Yeah. 
It's so great to have a woman page here. Thanks. To test unapproved Japanese medications on. Swallow. <laughs> swallow. Good girl. Now, let me know if all your pubic hair falls out. Oh, my God! Oh, no, that's what it's supposed to do. I want to make sure it doesn't cause seizures. Sorry to crash this sausage party. Unnecessary. But I have an emergency. Sebastian, the producer of America's Kids, got singing OD'd last night in Guy Fieri's apartment. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Terrible for me. Tonight's our first live show. I'm singing, and we don't have a line producer. So I need to borrow Pete. On Valentine's Day? No, Pete's got to go home to his wife. Actually, Paula didn't want to do anything for Valentine's, so she's just going out to dinner with her tennis instructor, Mark. Perfect. Sound checks at one. I'm having Sebastian's lucky earring sent from the morgue. Wear it. So you're not spending tonight with Paul? No, Paul's been performing on a transvestite cruise for the last month. It's called Caribbean Queens, parentheses, no more love on the run. Billy Ocean is furious and very litigious, but he's powerless as long as they stay in international waters. Sure. Since you asked, Chris and I are going to Ikea. For the hate sex after your fight? Good idea. No, we're not gonna fight. We're getting one thing. I have a plan. Nah, you're gonna fight. Ikea's rice to go pick up newly single, vulnerable chicks. I've gotten women there, too. Three points hotter than me. So, you know, fours. Look, I don't want to go, but we need a table. And if Chris thinks he's the guy to get Liz Lemon on board with St. Lamentine's, nay. Oh, honey, that sucks. We better be able to survive a simple trip to Ikea. No, Liz, don't test it, especially this early in a relationship. It's like when Mickey Work tested his catapult on me. Wow, I was almost listening. Where are you going? You never take my advice. Miss Maroney. Oh, thank you, Kenneth. We'll take a pube count, but it doesn't feel worth it. Oh, poor Hazel. She's getting a rough day on her first five minutes on the job. Well, you know, it's a tough industry, so you have to keep up with it. And you got to roll with those Japanese medications. See how your pubes go. Um, wow. Quick clarification. I think I said in the intro that it was the finale of America's Kids Got Seen, but obviously, as Jenna said in that scene, it's the first live show. Yeah. So. Again... Well, she hasn't had her yips problem yet, but it's still like, it just feels like it's not enough for her to start having. I'm, I'm going to get over it. Anywho, moving go. on. I, <laughs> I just, it's so, it's such a shitty thing. To, uh, anyway. I, I like the anatomy of the scene where Jenna starts it off by giving Hazel the pills and it's like it pivots away to her conversation with Liz. So like you kind of forget about it, but then it ends with like her just like yeah. keeling over and starting to seize like right. we to, didn't forget about for it. the payoff. Yeah. Because they easily could have just let that be a yeah. one-off joke. Because like, like, yeah. I feel like Tracy has all those instances where he's just like, now go get my lizard and get him in the car. And then that's like, that's the joke. But now, yeah, they've added the extra layer of like, well, no, we're continuing it. You're going to see a payoff here. It's a nice touch. So meanwhile, Jack is reflecting on his poor golf game, which is obviously a metaphor for sex. Uh, and he gets a visitor in Diana, a.k.a. Avery's mom, a played by Mary Steenburgen. Jack. Oh, uh, uh, Diana, you're here. I thought you'd be at the house. Oh, yes, I dropped my bags off and shook hands with the baby, but I wanted to come talk to you about Avery's situation. Oh, what situation is that? According to your Christmas letter... Avery is in Asia on business. You know that she was kidnapped by the North Korean secret police. Don't be vulgar. As we said in the letter, she'll be back soon with some charming Asian ceramics. <laughs> I'm sorry, but who is this we you keep referring to? Your husband has been dead for 15 years. Wonderful news. You know our pacing horse, Squanto? 
She's foaling in the spring. Diana, I know the Jessops don't like to talk about unpleasant matters, but sometimes I feel like I'm the only person trying to get Avery back. Well, that is what I wanted to discuss. It has been months, and I feel like nothing has happened. Diana, extracting an American from North Korea is a... Uh, <clears throat> is a lot more difficult than organizing a round-robin paddle tennis tournament. What about organizing three round-robin paddle tennis tournaments? I heard that one of them was a disaster. Who told you that? Bibi Butler? Oh, she's trying to destroy me. This situation has become embarrassing. One of Frederick's old Washington friends has some connections with the Transylvanian consulate at the United Nations. I made an appointment for both of us. Let me stop you right there. I've been to the UN. Repeatedly. Mein Herr. Mein Frau. Evoe Jessup. Kim Jong-il. Vuvu Zila. Charlize Theron. Boomerang Moshila. Back to a Joey, mate. And it's gotten me nowhere. The UN is a useless organization with a ridiculous army. Robins, egg blue helmets, great camouflage if you're invading an Easter egg hunt. Jack, perhaps you're not having success because of that attitude. I find you catch more flies with honey. First of all, why do you want flies? Our appointment is at 11. Struth, what a bold thing at Valentine's Day. Oh, and Jack, I speak Australian. Why Transylvania? Like, is that is that just for the joke? Like, Maybe they had to weird... use a fake country because oh, they couldn't misrepresent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm totally guessing, but that would make sense to me. Yeah, I mean, like, like trans. It's not like Transylvania is close to Korea that it would be that it would make sense that they would have some sort of relationship. Yeah. But well, I mean, I don't know. I guess well, I, I would say Germany. I mean, Germany and South Africa and Australia are well. Australia is closer, but yeah, they but wouldn't necessarily. I mean, maybe Germany would have more of a relationship, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe they really just have to go with it to help. I don't know. I just, they, yeah. if they don't explain the jokes, so that's fine too. But yeah. it just seems like what a weird country to try and get assistance from. Yeah. Hmm. Also, what was the Jack Jack South African accent? What it was what? just clicks. Was that really bad thing? If you're in Africa and you talk with clicks? Oh, because I, I guess I think of the South, like, because I mean, South Africa is like, I mean, I don't know, they speak Eng- English with an accent that, like. Is, I think we talked about it last week, yeah, because she did that. Right. They're from South Africa. No, yeah. they'll be from Australia or British. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was incredibly racist. Just, oh, they're African, they speak with clicks. Well, also because he randomly just said, what? Vuvuzela, Charlie Theron. Charlie Theron and his wife's name. Yeah. Yikes. Yikes. Although, I guess the Vuvuzela thing was timely because South Africa hosted the World mm-hmm. Cup in, what was it, 2010? So this would have been, yeah, it's been still not long after yeah. that. God, that was like, I think I remember that being one of like the first really big memes to come out. Or like one of the ones that had like the most traction because it was like, it lasted for like two weeks. I mean, the World Cup was, yeah. a, was a long time thing, but yeah. yeah, I just remember like waking up and seeing that going like on, on Twitter and I was like, what the fuck is the world? What has happened? Because I... I guess I'd seen those horns before, but I, I guess I'd never knew the name for them. And then, like, that's all I saw was just... <laughs> it's just like... Yeah. I don't know. I actually, like, a lot of people thought it was super annoying. I thought it was easy to tune out because it's, like, a constant drone. Right. So it was, like, after a little bit, you just kind of get used to it. So I didn't mind it that much. Well, yeah, I think if you're watching the games regularly, you probably do just get used to it. But if you're on the outside looking in and all you're seeing is out-of-context <laughs> clips of it, you're just like, oh, my God. 
But I could also see it being super obnoxious, at least the first day, just because. Do they, do they still, is that still a thing in soccer? Or is it more like it was just because of where they were that it was a big thing and maybe they've like banned them since then? Or uh, I'm not sure they've been banned. Why, I mean, they, they haven't shown up a lot time. just because, like, I mean, I, don't know, I guess it's just like a popular. At least it was the way it was portrayed was that that was a popular thing, like in South Africa, that people do at sporting events. So, oh, okay. I mean, so they haven't, I mean, obviously, like, there hasn't been a World Cup or. <laughs> in Africa since then yeah. so but was, were they a big deal at the last World Cup no I, I think I, them being no well no because I mean you know they've been in different places where I guess well, no, I know that, I mean, but... most of the people I guess attending those things are like are from I mean obviously people travel but most, yeah. most I, I don't know I mean hmm. probably some people have them yeah but okay I, yeah. I'm very disappointed in your World Cup knowledge I, oh, I mean, they had. I don't. I, the the more the more recent World Cups haven't been in Africa and haven't had as many vuvuzelas. I don't know what else there is to say. So our last story plot finally comes in about eleven minutes into the episode in Lutz. Uh, I know, arguably, I think it's the weaker storyline of the episode, so yes, we probably won't be spending too much time on it. But uh, we'll just we'll give the setup of the uh, of of the storyline here. So tense, just like my mom's back. Dude, what was that? I just don't want to be alone today. In 48 years, I haven't had one good Valentine's. Man, if I weren't with Lynn now, we could team up. Valentine's Day is the perfect time to meet vulnerable women. It's scumbag Christmas. Just tell me what to do. Look, guys like us have to pick low-hanging fruit. We look like far side drawings. So we go where women are sad, desperate, and weak. Cat shelters, blood banks, the ice cream stand at a Celtic woman concert, and we strike. Another good place is a beauty salon where white girls try to do black hair. Sisters come out crying, feeling all bad about themselves, and we walk up on them all. Hey, baby, what's wrong? You're married. I actually have a girlfriend. All our dirtbag knowledge is going to go to waste. No, it's not. Let's prepare for the adventure of a lifetime. Then after we watch Fable Goes West, we're going to get you some action. I think Fable Goes West, I think it's one of the few instances of the sequel being better than the uh, the movie that came before it. American Tale. Have you seen either one? I've definitely seen American Tale. I feel like I've probably seen both because those used to play on Disney Channel all the time. Yeah. I don't want to take anything away from American Tale because I do think it's an important movie because it's, you know, obviously an allegory for people escaping Nazi Germany. But I just, I remember it being super dull and boring. Which one is There's No Cats in America from? Because that's the one that is the one that I definitely like. I feel like that is, no, because they know the cats are in, it's got to be the American Tale, the first one. Well, that's the one that I. I think that's the reason they they wanted to go to New York was because America is because there's no, no cats. But I mean, it's a big part of the second one that cats run the town that they go to. So it's got to be the first one. Mm. I just remember the second one. I enjoyed it a lot more as a child because, I don't know, it wasn't as bleak. It was a little bit more, I mean, the first movie is really dark because, I mean, it was a dark, jury movie, like, I mean, color-wise and palette-wise, but, like, the second one is a lot more brighter because it's all out west and sunshine, desert. But, I don't know, I just enjoyed the second one a lot more than I enjoyed the first one. But they're both good. They're both fine. I must have seen them, but 
I can't just see, I don't know, like literally all I can remember right now is that song. So not somewhere out there. Probably like Wait, one of those no, I know that. Is that from Five Goes West? No, that's from the Amer- that's from American Tale. Oh well then to me, then definitely American Tale is the better one. Just because <laughs> it has a more based, recognizable based I song. I remember those two things. But I mean I definitely I definitely yeah. remember those two things whereas I don't know. I can't remember anything about the other one then. Hmm. I must have seen it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely watched Goes West far more times than I did American Tale. But, yeah. I mean, they're both fine. I'm trying to think. Was that Don Bluth? I feel like that was Don Bluth. It definitely wasn't Disney. Um, yeah. Same guy that did All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, yeah it was another movie that was on Disney all the time. Yeah. Well, I think at that time, yeah. Because Don... I'm not smart enough to know much about Don Bluth, but I think he was a former Disney animator and broke off and started his own company, I think was what he did. But he only lasted a decade or so before he had to, before he stopped making a lot. Because he did Mary Tell, Five Goes West, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Um, did he do Land Before Time? He might have been a producer on that. But, I mean, he's got a huge storied career. But he was trying to compete with Disney when Disney was having their huge renaissance period. So he couldn't compete that well. Secret of Nim. Yeah, he did do Land Before Time. Rockadoodle. Oh, I mm-hmm. remember that. Anastasia. Oh, he did Anastasia. Now that is an iconic film that everyone thinks is Disney, but isn't. Yeah, that's a good movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, he, he Anastasia was his last big production. Yeah, he did a few things though that, that I haven't. Yeah. Looks like directed video and some stuff I haven't. Yeah. Heard, so. I the only story I have about Anastasia was the first and only time I went out with someone in middle school. Was <laughs> was we uh, we had to go on a date with their parents because obviously we were too young to do, we were twelve and thirteen so we we're too oh. young to really do anything on our own and I remember going to the movies and I really wanted to see Mortal Kombat Annihilation <laughs> and was super bummed that we had to go see Anastasia instead but I still enjoyed Anastasia I actually thought it was a super fun movie um, but yeah that's. I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good first date. Well, I guess it could be a good first date idea, but maybe not for uh, no, middle it, school. It, no, hindsight, it wouldn't have been a good first date movie at all, but I just really wanted to see that movie. Because no, I didn't really know what Anastasia was about, so I didn't really want to see that as much. As I'm, and I, I'm grateful, though, because Mortal Kombat Annihilation sucks. That movie is just yeah. bad. So I, we made the right decision. We used to listen to that soundtrack all the time on like road trips and yeah. it's a good soundtrack in the house too. It's a good but, soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, addition, and then after that, we went back to their parents' house, and uh, this says more about me than it says about anyone else. But then we started playing Super Mario World, and I remember like them trying to be, you know, physical and like mess around. Not anything too too oh, far. Dear. I mean, it was just like making out, but like I was so mutual masturbation. <laughs> Not that far, okay. uh, but uh, I just remember being so invested in the game that I was like, <laughs> like you know, like when someone's like on you and they're like being playful, and you're just like, I was literally like pushing, literally pushing I'm them off. Trying to save of me. princess, exactly. I was literally like pushing them off of me to play. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I mean, it, it was wasted energy on her anyway. So like. She was wasting her time. So, anyway. Jenna is still getting nervous about her big performance. 
Diana and Jack are just about to meet with their UN representative, and Hazel's still getting, I guess, hazed in the writer's room. Uh, Chris, thank you, thank you. Chris and Liz are making their way through Ikea, and already the relationship has hit a brick wall. How is there no signal in here? Silence, prisoner. I mean, can I help you, valued customer? Oh, there you are. What are you doing? Buying stuff for tonight to make it awesome. Look, salt and pepper shakers, you put them together, it makes a heart. Take them apart, two red sperms. We're not getting that. What's with the neggy vibes? Jeez, I can get things. Not if you're not paying for them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get that table, buddy. But at the UN, uh, Diana and Jack meet with the uh, Transylvania uh, Consul. And did you notice the name? Count or C. Chocula. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at first they do with the visual joke with his nameplate, and then he actually like I was then Jack actually I think says it at the end, the very end of the scene. Which I was kind of like, oh, because it, it would have been better if they wouldn't have drawn attention to it and they just like left that on the desk as like. A, but it also it's just a quick visual joke, so if yeah. you miss it, you didn't miss true. the joke. But uh, yeah, it, it's a little. Once he does say it, it does hit it over there, but you can also miss it too yeah. like, if you're not paying attention. First things first. I am from Transylvania, but I am not a vampire. I am just a night owl with a terrible garlic allergy. So this is regarding that boy who went missing in my castle? No, we're here about my wife. Uh, my daughter, Avery Jessup. She's in North Korea. Ah, yes, the Jessup case. Uh, yes, I would like to speak to Kim Jong-un immediately. That is unacceptable. I understand. The operator wouldn't let me die a long distance. So, thank you both for coming. Oh, well, that is exactly what I expected would happen. Oh, does that hurt? Well, I'm so sorry. Well, that is just the beginning, you penis. This isn't some idiotic civil war in some country without oil. This is my favorite daughter, and she is a beautiful white American. So why the fudge isn't everyone fudging, freaking the fudge out? She's right. You are a penis. I'm going to call security. One of the guys has a whistle. Vampire Bush. Did you just threaten her? I want you to apologize to this woman right now. I am a very powerful man. I can see two of the Transylvania. Never sees another episode of Friends. No, Monica and Chandler just slept together in London. I, I'm sorry. Okay, now admit the UN is useless. It is. Half the building is a laser tag arena. Admit it's annoying when Bono comes around. Oh, it's the worst. Every time he says he's not hungry when we collect money for pizza and then he eats like three slices. Oh, you disgust me. Come on, let's go. Oh, and Chocula, at Monica and Chandler's wedding, Rachel's the one who's pregnant. <sighs> so is her outburst like saying, calling that guy a penis and then getting like really, when she keeps saying fudging, freaking fudging, is that her sexual tension like starting to burst? Or is it she's just so frustrated that those are the words that she can think of? Yeah, I didn't think it that way. I took it as she's normally so a pent up person, but it's like finally getting to the point where it's, it's re- it's reaching the surface and like she's just like exploding. At the okay. same time, like she's still she she's not a person who uses profanity profanities. Okay. So you know she's still being modest in a way, even though she's like finally having an outburst. That's yeah. like 
been inside of her. I guess it's like that they that she hits penis so hard because I, I I guess alternatively she would say dick. Right, because right, right, she wouldn't say so that. Wouldn't so that's say that. slightly yeah. more. But I guess polite, like, I guess I don't know was what's coming later in the episode of the whole sexual tension. Like it was her, I guess, saying what was on her mind and that she wanted. She just needed to have sex. But yeah, I guess mm-hmm. I'm reading too much into it. I'm reading it incorrectly. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could take that as sort of the same thing where it's, like, just a lot of tension is, like, built up and, like, she it's, it's too much that she can't keep it inside. So, like, the sexual energy is, like, a different manifestation of that. But, like, I guess, I mean, in a way, they're, I mean, they're both related probably, I guess. Like, to she's just so frustrated in general between her daughter, you know, being abducted and her husband's been dead for a long time and yeah. yada yada. So. They just need to get laid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, at Ikea, the tension is, is really uh, bouncing with Liz and Chris. And it's also, there's a fun there's a fun visual jokes that, that occur in the Ikea. Like, you can see just about every couple in the background, like, have these small touches of they're fighting with each other. Even if, even if you're not hearing it, you can just see them. Like, in the last scene we, we showed Ikea, they're, like, right as the scene starts, there's a guy pushing, like, a cart. And, like, he nudges the person in front of him like he's visibly angry so he hits them and it's just like it's it's just an ongoing like running joke throughout the the episode it's, it's a nice touch that it's like it's not just Liz and Chris like everyone's fighting inside of Ikea oh finally tables stop walking so close to me <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> it's this place uh, but also if you just let me get a few steps ahead of you first and then you walk I found it Nice. What? I don't know. It's nice. It's just, I don't know if I'm feeling it, you know? What about this idea? I know a guy who cuts glass. No, I took measurements. I looked at colors. We came here. This is the plan. Yeah, it's just that this table feels kind of uptight. And I think something a little more fun would be a better table for me. Oh, well, I don't know, Chris. Maybe a more fun table wouldn't be as supportive. But no, no, we are not doing this. We are not letting this table be a metaphor for our relationship. That's what Ikea wants us to do. I'm just not sure my chair wants to be with this table. Why? Because deep down your chair would rather be with other chairs. Wow, I think the table needs to stop listening to its mother. It's just the table thinks the chair takes too many camping trips with Richard. Almost there, teammate. To the warehouse. Seriously, Zoo York. So we haven't really talked about Ikea, but I guess now is the best time to discuss it. Uh, I don't have much yeah. history with Ikea. I've only really been a handful of times. Yeah, um, the, f- the first time I ever went was, I don't know, it, was le- it would have been know, rough, sometime within a year after graduating college. And I remember I was, uh, I had started a job and... Um, I went up to basically like it was a new role for the company. So I went to go shadow someone in another company that had basically the same role. And they worked at like their, their company's office was in the suburb of Baltimore. That was like in this office park, like right across from Ikea. And I'd never been before. So I was like the, I was there for like a day and the next day I was supposed to drive back home because I was, it was about I don't know, four or five hours from where I lived. Anyway, I was like, Oh, I haven't been in Ikea before. I'll just like, go in and see what's like looks like i knew that ikea was a furniture store but and i knew it was like a popular you know place people got like you know relatively cheap stuff or whatever but i didn't realize that it was like this cavernous because i was like oh i'll just like stop in quickly 
and just like go see what IP is like. And it was I just remember like endlessly just because I mean I'm not someone who likes to linger while shopping anyway. So it was like I kept like I felt like I was just like endlessly like wandering through hallways and set pieces to like yeah. so it was like I just I didn't intend to be here for that long. I just yeah. like stop it. And like once you get in, you can't really. I mean, I don't know, like, it's so based on, it's not like you, like, really go back. It's like, once you get into it, like, you basically go through the layout of the yeah. way it's set up. Like, it's, so it's an interesting I got through that. Yeah. <laughs> it was, so I guess I just wasn't expecting how big it was. I mean, yeah. other than that, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I don't have much, like, to. Yeah, similar, similar. Like, it's, it's one of those, like, it was always a joke. You sort of seen it like obviously like it's a, like the joke is like it's affordable Swedish crap is kind of like the joke about IKEA is like you'll always have either too many parts or not enough parts to build that you're what you're buying and things like that like it's like it looks nice and it's relatively affordable but don't expect to use it for too long is kind of I guess like the gimmick that a lot of comedians have made about IKEA and similar uh, situation is it was when I was out in California I around here there was no ikea in north carolina like the closest was the one in charlotte i don't even think it was built at the time it might have been but it's two hours away so it's not something super accessible but uh when i'm in california we were like well we're gonna have to get furniture so let's look at stuff and i remember like going in and just being not overwhelmed but um just kind of blown away with the setup because it's not a traditional retail store It, it is like you said it's like a pathway that you just have to go through like you can't go to necessarily it's not a target and you walk in it's like okay groceries on the left and home improvement on the right like it's like well to get to the groceries you have to go through home improvement kind of a setup and i guess it's like i guess that makes sense but not really because if i just need to get in and out i don't want to walk through the whole store it seems kind of kind of productive but anyway it's definitely the place you go to like spend yeah you a good you, part of you the spend day. a day at ikea yeah. you don't just go for a quick thing that's um, why they have the cafeteria and meatballs yeah i mean it's it's a good system for what they're wanting consumers to do uh, but i remember we went a few years ago with some friends and i was just i mean i didn't go planning to buy anything so the point of me even being there was already moot but i just remember like halfway through i was just like yeah well, it was especially because this. we didn't we didn't need anything really no. at the time. So it's like when you're going there, just look at, but you're not really shopping. I mean, that was when we lived in a small ish, relatively small apartment. So right. it's like it's like we had room to like put in tons of furniture. So I mean, it was a cool idea. It was a cool thing to go and look and get ideas. Yeah, but it, we weren't planning on doing anything. So like halfway through, I was ready to go. Yeah, but everyone else was like still stopping and looking at a lot of stuff, and I was just, I didn't want to be rude. And I was just like, oh my god, I'm over this. And then they were like, oh, we gotta get meatballs. And like, the meatballs are fine, guys. Like, <sighs> Ikea meatballs. And are the cashiers only had like, what, halfway, two thirds, half or two thirds of the yeah. way through the layout? Like, yeah. Ikea meatballs are like the same thing as like In N Out. Like, I get why people like it, but they're not the mind blowing food that you think they are. In N Out is just Sonic on the West Coast. That's it. If you've had Sonic, you've had In N Out Burger. Sorry. Get over your pretentious nonsense about your fucking restaurant. Oh, God. That was way off topic. And oh. I need to say that because okay. it's such an annoying thing that everyone praises In-N-Out as like the best fast food. And it's not. It's not that good. Well, Get over it. Your opinions are wrong. You hear if... <laughs> I disagree. Anyway. No, I wasn't no, saying your opinions are wrong. I was saying you're, you're saying that everyone's... Their opinions are wrong. Then. No, I'm just saying they need to tone it down a little bit. Like stop hyping it up. It's not that good. 
like saying Del Taco is best. And it's like Del Taco is just a little bit better than Taco Bell. It's not that serious, guys. It's fast food. Best tacos are the at McDonald's, of course. Stupid. They don't even, you're thinking of Burger King. JK, neither one of them serve tacos. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Ikea's fine. Uh, I don't think I've ever actually bought anything there, though. Just literally I've just been browsing. So yeah. it's fine. But that turns out uh, that the idea of fighting in Ikea or, or costing a relationship from Ikea is a real thing. There's, there's tons of articles written about it. One, and it, I don't know if it's that thing of it's something people have discussed but never had a real rate, a, a way to sort of idealize it until 30 Rock sort of talked about it or if it was a thing that it, that had been happening and 30 Rock sort of helped uh, magnify it. But uh, a lot of the articles I were finding were after this 30 Rock episode, like a few years. So I don't know if people were just like, oh, finally a representation and we can talk about it and people will understand or, or what. I'm not sure if it's the chicken or the egg, I guess would be the I think it's, I mean, discussion. I don't think I mean saying it. Oh, finally, representation more like just like it's the sort of thing that like happens a lot, and people like kind of talk about like, oh, isn't it funny how like every time you go to I go to IKEA, you get in a fight, and then so Thirty Rock more, not like oh, finally here it is, more like oh, right, like that's something that happens a lot, and here's like a funny like representation, representation of it that yeah. makes it more mean or makes it more publicly, you know, understandable. Thought about, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's not a bad thing. It's just I don't remember hearing about. Ikea breaking relationship but again my knowledge with Ikea was limited so. yeah I mean also if we lived closer not that we're that far but if we were close to one and it was like more of a thing where we were around people who probably went more often then we'd probably like think yeah it's probably just a, I don't yeah. want to say culture except that implies it's a bigger deal than it is yes the, yeah. the, 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 the Ikea oh I'm sure there's an Ikea subreddit full of oh yeah relationship how to survive your trip to Ikea <laughs> Oh, dear. Ah, but back at the 30 Rock studio on the America's Kids Got Singing stage, uh, Jenna is prepping for sound check, and the yips have got her. Okay, everybody, sound check for Ms. Maroney. No, I don't want a live band. Live bands make mistakes. Pete, I have made love to Alfonso. He can't keep rhythm. Get him out of here. That's a wrap on Alfonso. Alfonso Desperioso, everybody. your moment the world breathes for you i love you myself and playback just you and i <clears throat> jenna you're not singing yes i am we'll build our dreams together <coughs> be all right I was going to say, I wonder if that's where they would cut. Because it's about the time where an episode normally ends, so it's like, it's either after that scene they would, for syndication, either after that scene they cut, or depending on how long this one goes, after the scene they would cut. Because, I mean, time-wise, that's how you would have to do it, I think. Yeah, you'd have to start putting in credits around this time of the episode. Yeah. So. Anyway. That would be a good cliffhanger, as Jenna can't say. Yeah. Um, but there's, uh, so Jeff Richmond, Tina Fey's husband, who's been on a couple of episodes, we haven't seen him in a while, I think one of the Christmas episodes is the last time we've seen him, but he plays the Alfonso character there. Unfortunately, he's booted, uh, from the band. Mm. Oh, well, he seemed like, he seemed like okay with it, so maybe he didn't want to work um, with Jenna yeah. either. 
I mean, when she insults you publicly about your sex life, maybe you don't want to be in that situation anymore. You probably should bail. Um, but yeah, every time that she started singing this episode, I could have sworn she was singing "Endless Love." And it's not. It's it's. I don't know what song she. I'm, I'm assuming it's a real song, but I don't know yeah, what it is. I don't recognize. But either. like the melody is so still "Endless Love" that I'm just like. Is maybe that the point that it's like they're trying to go for that, but they can't didn't they want to pay for it, yeah, so they maybe? did something like vaguely similar. Maybe, but it sounds, I don't know, it sounds very much like Endless Love in terms of the lyrics, and I'm like, mm, that's not quite right. So I don't know. But meanwhile, Dr. Spaceman checks on Jenna. Seemingly, she's okay. She just has the yips. She needs to get over her stage fright. But back at Ikea, Liz and Chris finally have it out when they realize the ta- table, the sole reason they came to Ikea, the table, is sold out. No, this isn't happening. They're sold out. See, this is why you don't just choose one option. We were in a room full of tables. No, this is why you don't waste 45 minutes wandering around the Valentine's marketplace. Trying to find stuff for tonight. For you. Really cool stuff. You still have those salt and pepper shakers, don't you? Well, I don't want them anymore. Because I'm not feeling romantic. God, you actually got me excited about today. Valentine's is the worst. It's even worse than Earth Day. You just see so many dirty feet in sandals. I don't know, Liz. This could have been special. I had stuff planned. No, you didn't. You wrote half a song and thought you'd wing it, like you do with everything. I mean, if you'd had a plan, we wouldn't even be in this hellhole. Good. Go wide with it. Go. Oh, really? Well, how's your super planned life going, Liz? You're 40-something. One. Come on, Chris. You have no kids. The only thing you like about your job is taking home free sodas. And you're attacking the only good thing in your life because of a stupid table. This isn't about the table. This is about you never following through on anything ever. It's why you didn't finish law school. It's why you still aren't done filling out your 2010 census. Well, what race am I supposed to check? We all come from Africa. You know what? Ikea tested us. We failed. Just go. That's a good idea. We're done here. Yeah, we are definitely done. Thank you. That's why I get out of the Niederganger in the morning. It's one of our cheaper bits. So is that guy, is he thriving off people fighting in Ikea? That's why he works there. He's he's like the the emotional vampire on what we do in the shadows. He thrives off their... uh... Negative energy, I guess. I guess I thought he was saying attack Ikea because that's the only way he can be free is if you attack Ikea enough that like the energy that it harnesses from you goes to someone else and then that person can be free. But I guess, no, it makes more sense that he's just, he gets, I guess, off on people fighting in Ikea and that's what he enjoys. Okay. Again, reading too much into it. (laughs) Also, if uh, Liz's favorite... Well, only thing she likes about her job is free soda. She should go work at a fast food restaurant because <laughs> then she can get the same thing and probably be happier or not as stressed out. Yeah, no, that's a good plan. Um, yeah, I mean, but to speak quickly then again about like Vice Ikea, like it makes sense because like when you're in a place like with so much choice and you're, I mean, the way I guess you like furnish your home and stuff is like is like you're thinking about a lot of stuff so mm-hmm. it makes sense of like kind of like i guess like you know all of a sudden they they pivot from the table to oh this represents like everything in your life that you're bad at so it's like i can see how easily like yeah. you can spiral out into just like i don't know like i guess discussing what hap- what you do in your home could like 
reflect on it, it touches all areas of your life so it's like it's easy to project yeah. into other things and yeah just start fighting about it which so. i mean i think that that line specifically chris has is like that's why you don't have you just go with one option you you look at a swap of things and she's like she's like no you wasted time that's why we missed out and it's just yeah and then then the scene previously they were having about maybe this table's a little bit too uptight now i want something a little bit different but it's just like yeah, yeah, the whole metaphor that it's a metaphor for their their relationship rather than just more than a table or less than a table. It's more about the relationship. Is is I mean again they kind of hit it on the head pretty hard, but yeah. Um, but it, it also heightens their personality types. Whereas Liz is kind of a control freak, and Chris is far more just like go with the flow. Like I don't really care that much about it anymore. But you're still so gung-ho that i'm not gonna say anything but ultimately you know how it's gonna play out so you just have to kind of ride the wave yeah yeah also it's really interesting because it the end of that scene kind of foreshadows what's coming later because liz ends by saying yeah we're done Mm -hmm. here yeah and he said he says specifically we're done here meaning we're done in ikea she takes it as we're breaking up so uh yeah again just misinterpretation on both parts or yeah both parts both sides misinterpreting uh, what they meant. Uh, meanwhile, um, Tracy and Frank are watching Let's perform on the uh, not so great uh, education they've given him regarding, hey baby, what's wrong? Hey baby, what's wrong? Nothing's wrong. You think something's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? Um, didn't the white lady just mess up your hair? I work for the post office. I was delivering a package. But you think my hair's messed up? No, I... You gonna tell me about black lady hair, you Louis Anderson little bitch? Run! Run for your life! <laughs> do you recognize the postal worker? I do not. Who is it? She, well, I'm not sure the actress name, oh. but she was, I mean, because she was in a previous 30 Rock episode. Oh, no, Remember I Remember when don't. Liz Lemon got squumped? No. So she did the toys for, like, the Santa anonymous gifts and then dropped them off at the house. And then you opened the door and it was the, the guy just took the sled from her. Yes. And then she thought there was a scam. Yes. So she went to the post office to see, like, the, I guess, to talk to the post office general. Irene. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. She's still working at the post office. Yeah. Good for her. And she's loving it. But the line in there specifically about didn't the white lady mess up your hair? So today, uh, there's you'll probably it's one of those things you'll probably see it now that someone's mentioned it. But Alyssa Milano to get ready for Super Bowl. So I guess she's going to be in attendance. I don't know. She got cornrows for, for this Super Bowl that's upcoming. Yeah. And, what? Uh, Why? You know, I don't know. But I it's really this. funny. Is there's like four photos, and it's like one. There's one of just like her head, and then there's like two more of like I guess her like showing them off. I guess she's in a public place. But just behind her are like four or five African Americans, and they're like looking at her, but they're like disgusted faces, and they're like, and it's so funny. Like it's because it's just like yeah, you shouldn't be doing that, Alyssa Milano. Like you, sh- you of all people, like as as vocal as she's been in the last couple of years about privilege and about you know cultural appropriation, to be doing that is kind of like really tone deaf. So celebrities. Yeah. They're just like us. <laughs> Except better. JK, they're not. They're worse. So while Lutz isn't having a great time trying to pick up a woman, 
Jenna's still not doing well, and Pete gives her a little bit of advice to maybe try and help her out. And we also get a, a continuation of Pete's uh, Olympic days, um, but also understand he had some troubles too. Okay, Jenna, I think I know what your problem is. It's the yips. When will Congress pass a law to get those bastards out of our country? No, no. The yips is something that happens to athletes. They get in their heads and stop being able to do stuff they've done a million times. Like bet me during a poker game at Tony Romo's house? I know you don't think it's mental, but it is. And I get it. It's scary to admit it. How would you know? Because it happened to me! I was the best I'd ever seen, and I blew it! <laughs> Peter Hornberger, shoo-in for this Olympic squad, about to arch. You're going to want to watch this, folks, so put down that Rubik's Cube, turn off that Yakov Smirnoff stand-up tape, and set all your swatches to right now. Oh, I've been shot! Someone run into town and find a payphone! This happened to you? We have something in common? Ick. Look, tonight is huge for you and for me. If this goes well, it could get us both out of the late-night ghetto, because you and me... We're prime time, baby. Fine. It's mental. I have the yips. What am I supposed to do? Okay, we don't have a lot of time. So maybe just by acknowledging the problem, we fixed it? I think we did. I'm cured. She wasn't. <laughs> She's worse than ever. Uh, so uh, Jenna's only gotten worse with her singing, unfortunately. Uh, but meanwhile, as they're headed home, uh, they walk by almost... Uh, uh, I guess you literally a sign uh, for their potential relationship Diana and Jack do and they almost give in to temptation happy valentine to the two lovers come into my restaurant for the romance oh no 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 we're not together what but this is a crime such a beautiful age-appropriate couple you are perfect together you are like pasta and a mouse do you not think that she's beautiful? Yes, empirically, she is attractive. And is he not handsome with hair like black vermicelli? Yes, he is handsome, but... The only but we speak of tonight is the but of the human ass. Valentine's. She is a celebration of love and sex and touch. Come inside and have the most romantic naughty of your lives. We have a unisex bathroom with a, come si dice, no lock and extra mirrors. I have to go check on Liddy. I have to go walk around the park. Maybe forever. Darn it, what am I doing wrong? It's funny how the episode opens with Liz saying that it's New York on Valentine's Day, so it's impossible to get a reservation anywhere. Meanwhile, Jack and Diana walk across, like, I mean, not even, like, a restaurant that has availability, like, a literal, literally empty restaurant on Valentine's Day where the proprietor's, like, begging them yeah. to come and in. he does say, my restaurant, so it's not, like, a host. It's, yeah. it, it is, like, the owner. So there's a couple theories. Recently opened, maybe. Uh, you know... It's not a good restaurant, which is why it's... Bad. I mean, that would be my that's guess. Probably, if you're a restaurant that's empty on Valentine's Day... In New York, of all places, probably not, probably a good reason why. Mm. But also, like, it's Italian food, which, I mean, I think 
of all the genres of food, I feel like Italian is the most Valentine's. Yeah, so for it's sure. It's got to be like just a bad restaurant, which is why no one's there. Like, I they won't be around much longer. That's that's a shame. I mean, I feel bad for him because it's like he seems like he's doing his best, even if he is putting on a facade and he's not actually speaking Italian. But or he's speaking Italian, but he's not necessarily you know from Italy. Uh, anyway, poor guy. He's doing his best. But no, you're right. The, the funny joke of Liz saying, you know, you can't open, a, there's no open reservation. And then this guy's literally completely open, begging people to come dine with him. He just doesn't have the luck. All right, we're coming up on the finale here. Uh, Liz is rushing back to try and save her relationship with Chris. And Jack calls her to express his feelings for Diana. I'm mentally writing an apology and it's giving me a tension headache and I am so cold. I want to have sex with Avery's mother. No, you can't do that. I know. And maybe it's just the loneliness and the frustration and stupid Valentine's Day, but she's amazing. Hey, come on. Didn't our friends, the ancient Olmecs, bed both mother and daughter to satisfy their jaguar gods? And everybody loves them. Jack, listen to me. That is wrong on so many levels. You can never sleep with her. Never. Never, ever, ever. Never, ever, ever. Never, ever, ever, ever. I get it, Lemon. Thank you. Just hearing your labor breathing while you walk upstairs has purged me of all sexual desire. Oh, glad I could help. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to clean up the mess I made here with... Chris, you're still here. I tried to call you. 20 missed calls? How did... My ringtone is the sounds of cooking, which is perfect because I love cooking. But when I'm cooking... Lemon, please hang up. I can't listen to any more of this. Why didn't Jack hang up? Phone calls two-way street. He has the ability to hang up same as her. Well, he was a little curious, but not not, not mm-hmm. that curious. Was, yeah, until until he got really just mundane. And it's like, okay, I'm done with this conversation. Um... I'm not sure if we're going to show it just for sake of time, but I, I noticed in this in this rewatch... So you remember back in the, it would be the first season when Jack was sort of spiraling on his Valentine's Day. He goes and picks up Rachel Trash's character like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a parallel in this episode with Diana just picking up some person she just mm. sort of sees. Yeah. Like, the, like the first person like available to her. She just kind of picks up. I wonder if that was planned or just coincidence. Interesting. I don't know. How long ago was that? Was that? That would have been, I mean, first season, so yeah. six years ago. So maybe coincidental, but still, that's interesting. Yeah. It could be intentional. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Liz and Chris start hashing out, uh, even though, again, Chris didn't think they were broken up, just that they were done at Ikea. Look, I was planning on saying it was my fault, and please, let's get back together. But it doesn't look like I need to. What do you mean, get back together? You thought we broke up because of that fight? No, that would be idiotic. You wanted a table, I wasn't super helpful. Who cares? I tend to care, you know. I let little things ruin stuff. I mean, I stopped shopping at Kmart because I found out that Kathy Ireland didn't design any of her signature socks. But maybe after 40 years... 41. I can change. Yeah, don't bother. You can get mad at dumb stuff, that's your thing. I'll get over it, that's my thing. It's kind of perfect. But how are we ever gonna break up? I don't know, maybe we never will. Maybe. We'll still be celebrating Valentine's together a hundred years from now. Would you think our ape overlords will let us? Oh, they'll let you and me do whatever we want. 
because we'll be spying on the rest of humanity for the ape police. Wait, where did you get a table? I made it. I gathered fallen tree branches from Riverside Park. That's where we first met. And the top is a Herman Cain poster I found in a dumpster. Aww. Excuse me, I have a package for Liz Lemon. Oh, sure, come in. You're the head writer of TGS? But you're so beautiful. Charlie, what now? I love your brown hair. It's so bouncy, like the after picture in a lice ad. Thank you. It's from intermittent washing. And you own this place? Yeah. Holy moly, there's stairs? And a dining room table? Is this your boyfriend? Yeah, he made me dinner. Mashed potatoes in a martini glass. Who are you, the president of France? I know, right? You are an inspiration, Liz Lemon. I am an inspiration. I will see you at work tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day. You too. I want your life. Hazel has a character. After one episode, finally she has it. Took it's single moment. white female. <laughs> yeah, I guess basic instinct or whatever you want to call it. Probably closer to single white female. Right? I've never seen either one of those. Me neither. I just know that was it basic instinct was the one with the rabbit, the rabbit stew. Bunny boiler. Yeah. Uh, Pretty sure it's basic instinct, right? Is that the one with not? Is that Glenn Close? Glenn Close is the bunny boiler one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Is that basic? Is she yeah, basic that's basic. Okay. The single white female, I think, was a younger yeah. actress, but I couldn't tell you who it was. Kristen Shaw. Kristen Kirsten Dunst. No, oh. I, don't think, I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. I definitely no, not Kirsten Shaw. Definitely not. I don't think it was Dunst either. No, she would have been too young. Yeah. <laughs> not so young. not so much for Dunst though. She could have been in. She could have done that role, but I think single white female. Now, no, I know she wasn't, but I feel like she could have been around that age because that was mid-90s and she started in... No, no, she would have been way too young. When was Interview with a Vampire? That was mid-90s too, wasn't it? Yeah, Jumanji was definitely mid-90s. Oh, that's right. She's in Jumanji. And she was born in 80... Yeah, she was born in 82. Single white female is... 93 or 94. Let's so she see. would have been too young regardless. 92. So she would have been a 10-year-old single white Yeah. Well, <laughs> Maybe she's the daughter she, of She the... probably was a single white female at that time, but... Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee. Jennifer Jason Lee. Is yeah. the. She was in it. Who was the antagonist? Hedra Goes Jealous and Hostile. Yes, that's Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, Bridget Fonda was the was the one who was single white female against. <gasps> oh, no. Huh. Meanwhile, the America's Kids Got Singing, Jenna's up, and Pete finally realizes how he can get rid of her stage fright. 45 seconds. Jenna. This is a nightmare. My nemesis, Abigail Breslin, and the woman from those progressive insurance commercials are in the audience. Just relax, panic, don't. You failed me, Pete. And when I go down, I'm taking you with me. You'll never work again. But I have five kids. And grandkids can't be far behind. Little Evelyn's so sexual. 30 seconds. These shoes hurt, Mommy. Good. Focus on the pain, not on the fact that if you lose, I'm gonna pour acid on your Barbies. Okay, come on. Huh. Shoes, a fire, a sword. It's the pain. She needs the pain to distract her. Hi, 
I need to hurt her, but she's all the way over there. How can I possibly... Come on, Hornberger. Archer. for all this wood. I don't believe we've met. Jack, this is someone I saw fighting with a dog outside a liquor store. I'm Herb, because you are what you smoke, right, Jackie? Hey, where's the head? We're in mixed company, but let's just say I gotta go wreck your toilet. It's down that hallway on the right-hand side. Mm. Diana, don't do this. I'm lonely, Jack. So am I. Believe me, I know how you feel being alone on Valentine's Day. Frustrated in all kinds of ways. Just wanting a connection to hold someone's hand. Ideally when she's wearing only a necktie. But you deserve better than her. Why is this bathroom full of wine bottles? What I deserve, I... I shouldn't have. Me neither. So, what are we going to do about it? So it's a little visual at the beginning, but the way Pete gets Jenna to sing well is he thinks back to his, well, he remembers his archery days, and there's a Cupid set up in the in the side of the audience uh, uh, balcony or whatever, where that had just happens to have a bow and several arrows slung across it so he grabs the arrow and shoots jenna across the stage and it nicks her shoulder so she starts bleeding yeah and feels the pain she needs to succeed also if you want to say the song that she sings yeah uh so it is uh by a duo uh, eddie rabbit and crystal gale came out in 1982 a year after endless love so I'm thinking they heard Endless Love and we're like, we're going to catch no, it and just probably. do it. I mean, it just sounds so much like that song. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Also, 1982, the year Kirsten Dunst was born. She was only a few years away from basic white female, single white female. <laughs> uh, yikes. So the episode closes out with Jenna sort of serenading the, the rest of the episode. There's... There's clips of uh, Hazel in Tina's, uh, Tina's, uh, in Liz's uh, office, sort of rum- rolling around on her couch, just sort of becoming, trying to become Liz. And then in Liz's apartment, her and Chris, yeah, her and Chris are about to kiss, and she's about to, for the first time, say Happy Valentine's Day. But the table collapses on her, so. And then uh, our credit scene. Uh, is going to be Hazel definitely on the stalker level uh, inside Liz's apartment as Chris and Liz are sleeping and having a one-sided conversation with Liz, and it's really kind of off-putting. Anyway. 
So that's Hey Baby, What's Wrong? Parts one and two. Final thoughts? Everything that was wrong is now right. Except for Hazel. Yeah, she's actually off worse than when this episode started. I guess you'd say mentally. So she, she just... I it just It's such a weird turn because, again, in the first half of the episode, she's getting overwhelmed by how crazy TGS is. And then the next time we see her... The last time we see her, Kenneth gives her a little pep talk saying, you just... It sucks that you have to start from the bottom, but eventually you'll get somewhere. And then the next time we see her, she immediately is just infatuated with Liz and is like, I'm going to become you. It just It's such a weird turn for her that it's like, I don't know if it's fully earned, but I'm here for it, so it's okay. Uh, I still have hangups about the Jenna storyline. I don't like that this is the one thing that we've seen her in six years that gives her stage fright and cause her to be so nervous. Um... Cause I mean, like, all right. So she's maybe she's never sang, but she's done movies. Movies are seen by millions of people. But you can do lots of takes to get the right. I guess. One for a um, movie. I'm 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 gonna shut up about that. I'm gonna move on, and life will be okay. But anyway, uh, the Lutz and Frank stuff kind of wraps up. Kind of didn't really need that. I feel like they could have dropped that storyline and spent more on it. There was a break too. They're not just work acquaintances. They're friends. Well, kind of. Tracy's definitely the third word word acquaintances, but and she, Sherry and <laughs> Angie stuck in a hotel dressed as a clown. Oh, that actually is a pretty funny joke. And then Tracy's supposed to be there as an elephant, interviewing her for a job at the circus. Like, uh, I could absolutely see that as a reality because we know that they like to role play on Valentine's yeah. Day. So sort of again keeping Call back. keeping the tradition. So good job. Uh, any other thoughts before we say adieu? Adieu. Adieu. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it's a busy episode, a lot going on, but I feel like a really enjoyable episode. Like it, it, With the 100th episode, it felt like disjointed. This felt like a more uh, clear and concise hour-long episode. So I enjoyed it quite a bit. Adieu. Adieu. All right. Well, as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There. If you like what we're doing, rating, reviewing, all that fun stuff, it's going to be the best way to help us out. Otherwise, we will see you in next week's episode, episode 110, season 6, episode 8, entitled The Tuxedo Begins, where basically 30 Rock just sort of parodies Batman movies. So that'll be fun. Uh, but Jack says he's going to run for mayor. Liz gets tired of the rules and decides to basically be lackadaisical about everything and didn't we already do this uh jenna and paul feel their relationship has reached normalcy didn't we already do that storyline once we have but as with uh jack <laughs> reflecting on his legacy and liz wondering if she if she really can have it all we like to repeat some plots i guess yeah but i guess the repetitions were a bit better spaced out this seems like it happened five episodes ago and we're already going back into it anyway we'll explore it next week as always, thank you. Dave takes out. See you next time. Oh my god, Liz. We're wearing the exact same lipstick. Looks better on you, of course. I wish I could just cut those lips right off and wear them. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, lovers. Oh. Look, I don't 
want to go, but we need a table. And if Chris thinks he's the guy to get Liz Lemon on board with St. Lamentine's nay. Oh, honey, that sucks. 